Trinus Magnus Punches Reality, presented by Two True Freaks. I'm your host, Magnus, and I'm not going to lie to you, I'm exhausted. So exhausted, in fact, I can barely even see straight, but I'm recording anyway because I am a tireless champion of the people and stuff. And so, as it goes for my show, Trennis Magnus Punches Reality, I follow a pretty simple format. Uh, Basically, I have uh, eight episodes. For the first six of those episodes, I talk about anything I want. For the eighth episodes, I talk about Smallville, which is not the last time I'm going to be talking about Smallville tonight. But then, in the seventh episodes, in between, in those seventh episodes, I talk about weird stuff. But I never talk about weird stuff by myself. And that's on advice, by the way, of legal counsel. So, as usual, I'm joined by Two True Freaks co-host and co-founder, Mr. Chris Honeywell. Welcome back to the show, sir. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm just going to say we decided to do this show and the topic last night, so I'm not going to be fact-filled today (laughs) like a font of like facts and numbers and information but i think i got enough rattling in my head about the topic to to at least be productive on it yeah yeah well and that makes two of us but at the same time you may not think you have all that many facts but i think as the conversation unfolds here Oh, I have You're some. I have... I have some in my head, but yeah, I could. Yeah, I. I. If if I had time to prepare, like if I had a week to prepare for this, I could haul some books off my shelf and uh, start getting some some real weirdness out. <laughs> well, uh, just to be completely upfront, I mean, we're, I'm really not interested in burying the lead here. As many of you who pay any kind of attention to the news at all have probably noticed. A shitload of really famous people lately have been accused of improprieties of varying uh, degrees, you know? Yeah. Uh, careers, are, careers are stuffing the toilets full as we speak. The, they can't flush the toilets fast enough yeah, no for kidding. the careers going in them right now. Yeah. And they're, they're basically a lot of this seems to center not just on Hollywood. But the majority, I would say, of the scandals that have come down the pipeline, beginning with Harvey Weinstein, and then God knows going forward from there. It start. It it, def, it, it definitely like it didn't start in Hollywood recently, but Harvey Weinstein was definitely the turning point. It was definitely sort of where the ball hit the top of the hill and started rolling down the other side of the hill. Yeah, no doubt about it. But where the dam broke, at least for me, I can't speak for anybody else, but where the dam broke for me on a uh, on a, a personal level, it was actually, I can tell you exactly what was happening. Um, Doug Meacham, if you happen to be listening to this, this may shed a little bit of light into what exactly my mind, my state of mind was on Thursday. Uh, but... Basically, I showed up for work, just like I normally do, and uh, before I really started getting going with uh, my work for the day and everything, 
I just checked Facebook real quick, and there was a, uh, a message in the Trinus Magnus Punches Reality Facebook page, uh, a new posting that was made by Doug Meacham, and I don't know, because there's just a limit to how much stomach I really have to go into all of this, but at least the headline for the DailyMail.com page that he linked to says, Former Smallville actress is second in command of sex cult <laughs> under investigation for extorting, beating, and branding its members. And then it goes on to say, Allison Mack, 35, reportedly second in command of a secret sex cult, blah, 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 blah. And it just goes right along from there. Now, Chris, I'm not exactly the dumbest person in the, in the whole world, okay? I mean, I can be a little dumb sometimes, but I know I am not the dumbest person in the entire world, okay? I'm, I'm, re, I'm almost 50% sure of that, right? So I, int I know intellectually that Allison Mack is not Chloe. Chloe is just a character that Allison Mack played on Smallville for all those years. It was a job. She started that job, and then when the job ended, she finished that job, and then she's moved on to other acting work, okay? I know this. But I'm not going to lie to you, dude. It it really hit home for me that it's like everybody's get I I I I'm, I like Louis C.K. I like his comedy. And, you know, now he's his career is in the dumper as of like the last 24 hours. Yeah. And you know, basically. And yeah. uh, so, you know, and it's like and and I mean, I also I know I, I also know that like. The, the, you know, celebrity that you admire, like their work or stuff, you have no idea what their personal life is. So, that you know, yeah. they, they, so they, they could have done horrible things. The same thing to the person with the person you work with next to at work. You could get along really well with them. You don't know what's going on in their private life. And when you find out, it can it definitely affects how you feel. But I, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I mean, when I heard about Louis C.K., it's like, oh, Louis C.K. It's like, well, <laughs> it's 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 going to everybody's going to everybody's going to get somebody <laughs> that that they were just like, oh, I like that person. <laughs> right. You know? And, you know, it's like it, it's kind of selfish. I'm going to be honest with you. It's a little bit selfish of me to. Assuming these these allegations against Allison Mack are actually true and who knows, well, but. Assuming that they're true, it's a little bit selfish of me to say, oh, but I loved Chloe. But it's like, dude, some chick has a tattoo on her vag. Not a tattoo. They've got a branding Brand. on their vag because of Allison Mack. They have her initials branded on them. Like some of the most sensitive skin tissue on anybody's body. That's why it's there. Let, 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 when I read that story, that that story, maybe I'm – maybe I'm – I – I, I – I'm 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 a cynical bastard and and I'm also like I also am like just just to get into the TMI area like I'm a weird I'm a weird guy like when I work places people are like he's a weirdo he's really amusing but he's a weird guy yeah. so everybody thinks yeah, like everybody from Teacher everybody Freak thinks when I'm too. when it's sexy time for for Chris He's got the whips and chains or has some weird scenario um, worked out. Actually, it's the, it's the farthest. I'm 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 not going to say I'm boring. I've never been accused of being boring sexually. 
<laughs> but I'm not. I, I, my tastes are are very, you know, very normal. I guess it would be called vanilla in in any community. But at the same time, like, I've I've seen all kinds of. I know all different kinds of people who are into all different kinds of things all over the place. And when I read that story, it sounds awful. And it sounds like, listen to what they're doing to these people. That's some, that's just some S and M stuff right there. That's, that is, that whole story is an, they're an S, they are an extreme S and M community. Whereas they are like, when I see that, I see, okay, there's a bunch of committed people and they're, they're the, because the S and M fantasies and stuff, if you like, I've read S&M comic books and stories and stuff. And like even um, even to an extent, like Fifty Shades of Grey, mm-hmm. the fantasy is somebody takes over your life. They own you. So they have the head. The head of the cult is the guy who owns everybody. Those people are doing it because it gets their rocks off. That's mm-hmm. why they're they're not they're not kidnapping them off the street. They're like they're like. You, I'm sure when when you enter that cult, they tell you you're gonna get branded. <laughs> you're gonna you, you're gonna tithe. You know, there's there's if you want to be a dominatrix, you could find guys and say like, yeah, you can come over to my house. If you're gonna even talk to me, you better bring thirty percent of your paycheck every week, and maybe I'll be nice to you. And and they're like, okay, because that's part of that the dominance. To you know, that's. That's dominance, and they want that. They want their power and control taken away because it's a sexual turn-on to them. So, you know, I mean, I don't know, you know, if so, but you know, if you have a cult like that, and somebody, you know, a cult, no matter a cult, it's still a group of people. Someday you're gonna get somebody who gets pit. I, oh, I hate that bitch, you know. Uh, she's she's you know she thinks it, you know I, I and a disagreement happens and someone leaves and then says yeah I got extorted and and they basically did <laughs> you know but I think a lot of what was going on in there was probably consensual and okay well I you know it's funny you have, I, you I have knew the, the, the equivalent of a disgruntled employee blowing everybody in but I'll bet you that person was was getting their rocks off when until they ran afoul of somebody or or something there you know what i mean I, or or it could have just got or people could have gotten into it and it started going too far but i i i look at that as a as i put that in an almost different category than say louis ck just like hi i'm naked you want to watch me masturbate <laughs> you know yeah, that's, and, and that's and, just creepy that that's just out, uh, out of nowhere weird weird creepiness you know yeah it's a it's a different dynamic well and like the thing is i mean i kind of figured that we would get to this point i just thought it would no offense i thought it would take longer but you know like some of the stories that have come out i I, I want to be careful how i say this because you know there's a there's always going to be that one person in the room who takes offense to everything but some of the stories that have come out, we're basically talking about things that could be construed as kind of like a, 
I don't want to get too far into sexual subcultures or anything like that, but they could be kind of construed as like kind of LARPy sort of um, fantasy type stuff. Right. You know, and it does kind of blur the line of when exactly does this become a crime? You know, like felony right. sexual assault or something. I mean, I, look, I'm not a right. lawyer. Thank God. I'm not the one that has to make that decision. But some of these stories that are coming out, honestly, some of them, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I have a very hard time believing. I really do. But even of the ones that do have that ring of credibility <laughs> to them, like this business with Allison Mack, you know, there are, there are, you know, as twisted as I personally find, you know, quite a lot of the uh, salacious uh, uh, elements of this story. You know, I mean, guys, I'm not exactly naive. I know what happens out there in the world, or I, I've got some idea anyway. I know as much as I want to know, put it that way, <clears throat> of some of the things that people do with and God knows to each other. And, you know, not Again, I mean, it's like I disavow it as I say it, but not all forms of physical harm are necessarily uh, abuse, shall we say, or assault. You know, there are some people who, for lack of a better way of putting it, kind of get off on that. Right, you know? right. And But when you start getting into things like, you know, goings on with Harvey Weinstein or Louis C.K. and, you know, guys like that, it, it brings in a power dynamic. Well, you know, I mean, that's there's a lot. There's well, there's, there's like also, people I, that you meet and that you have sex with, and like you know, say in an S, you could do, be doing things in S and M that would be like considered sexual assault, but both people are consensual, and in a in an ideal situation, I imagine you would sit down beforehand and map out. This is this line. This is a side safe word is a is a catchphrase now, but that's a real thing. And, you know, there's there's ways for working it out. And then you get into the people who want to work the gray areas where they push it too far and stuff. And and that's going to get into where, you know, testing the, the the legal ends of it. But, you know, I mean, the the the, the thing about it is, is what it's all coming down to is it's, it's somebody it's somebody who's trying to, you know, the 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 crux of the matter is and there's going to be, of course, a lot of garbage and noise thrown in because there's gonna you know there's gonna that somebody there was a bodyguard who i think it was whitney houston was it no it was um mariah carey. mariah carey yeah he was accusing of mariah carey and i was hearing his story and i was just like i don't know you know i mean it's a it, it was his story was a little fucked up but it was more like something you'd read in like slightly fucked up stories of bodyguards or something like he was bald headed and she called him skinhead or something like, you know, stuff like you're going to have stuff that's like very like, I don't know, or I don't believe this or that. But, you know, the bottom line of it is it's about like people with power using their power, or money or influence in order to put someone in a position, you know, I mean, it was a, it, it was a reality in Hollywood and, and, and everybody sort of knew it that like, if you were on a movie set and say the director the director did something sketchy and you called attention to it you're just getting ready to blow up your life you're getting ready you're gonna you you might bring a whole film production or a tv show to an end if if it sticks you know and you could 
get yourself branded as being difficult because everybody knows that like, you know, sexual harassment was just sort of part of the thing. So it's just like, you know, I don't want to have her on my set because, hey, I don't like sexual harassment, but I can't vet everybody. You know, I can't say that, you know, somebody on my set won't do this and then there'll be trouble and stuff. So you could instantly end your career by, you know, calling attention to a, a, a powerful person or end your job or or end your you, you go get dragged through the, the ringer and all of a sudden be in a legal, you know, spend your time in a legal battle when you would want to be living your life and stuff like that. So that's where, you know, the, 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 the big problem with it is. And I was having a conversation with a uh, friend of mine who's female and she's a, she's a cook or a baker, you know, food service person. And she was just like, she was just like, wait till, wait till they start talking about what happens in restaurants across the country. And I'm like, oh, man, because, you know, I've worked in restaurants. I have a million stories, just a zillion stories of of improprieties that were, you know, with, by people with, with a little leverage in, in a situation. And, and then we both stopped and both sort of cocked our heads towards the air and go, wait a minute. You know what? It's probably going to be everything <laughs> when it all comes down to it. They're going to start finding it in in anything, anywhere where anybody has any kind of leverage about it. You know, I mean, there's definitely a reason why we're hearing about it from Hollywood first, because Hollywood is what, I mean, Hollywood is there to be paid attention to. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I mean, it's just so much, I I wanted to say it's so much more sexy, but I guess that's a bad word for it. It's, it's just so much more attention grabbing, attention grabbing when a celebrity gets caught doing it. You know, that's why, that's why politicians have politicians have sex scandals all the time. They're catching politicians doing stuff like this all the time and, and punishing them, but it never turns into a big social movement because it's usually old, unattractive people, (laughs) you know, and, 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 you know, and they're not, they're not celebrities. People don't know who a lot of them are or don't care or whatever. And they're usually, their, their sexual dalliances aren't as, you know, it's usually as, running around as, behind their spouse's back. It's not necessarily anything. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I even reading? Type. Stuff, yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. And, and and. But you know, damn it, dude! Like the Allison Mack thing is. I mean, that thing was just fucked up. You know. Yeah. 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 And and um, well, I have a I have a pet theory as to why, like, and also, and this is this is sort of what we were we were part, partly what we were talking about. Hollywood is especially weird. <laughs> yeah. Like profoundly weird. Like weird like in oh that guy's kind of weird and weird is in like holy shit that's fucked up. And uh and I think there's a reason for that and and it's not exactly just ho- it's Hollywood because Hollywood's the magnet on the West Coast for weirdness. Yeah. But the West Coast itself is a magnet for weirdness. Yeah. Uh and I call that the 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 get a fresh start um, effect is, is, and we've had, you know, ever since we've colonized the West coast, the get a fresh start effect has been enacted and been distilling on the West coast. And that's where you get. And, uh, I started noticing this effect in college. 
you get the people who are crazy. Like they're either bona fide barking mad, like need need help crazy, or they're just like wild or and and when they're young, they 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 do their crazy stuff. They start burning bridges and getting in trouble with people. Because yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, I've dated everybody in this town. Time to move. <laughs> yeah. And then they move away. And then it starts all over again in a new town. And then eventually it's time to move. Eventually you run out of land and then you end up with, on a coast. <laughs> yeah. And and since we started on the East Coast, the just it's just natural for it to be moving <laughs> to the West Coast and then hitting the hitting the ocean in a paywall of like going to Europe. Although that's that happens too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and moving, like the like thing, patriarching. well, the the thing about it is, I mean. There's a season of, and here again, I want to be careful how I say this because, <laughs> you know, it's almost like you're countenancing sort of bad behavior. But, there, you know, guys, I mean, look, we're all adults here, hopefully, and we all know what happens in college, okay? And shall we say new friends are pretty easy to come by, you know? And I look at some of the experiences and whatnot that I had when I was in college, and I would, I mean, it's almost tempting to say that half of that shit kind of happened, like, almost against my will. You know, I didn't exactly set out to do those things. It just sort of fucking happened. You know, it's just like the sheer availability of, let's face it, you know, horny, semi-young college students things are going to start happening, you know? I mean, uh, that's just, I guess, how things are. I don't know. And and so, you know, whatever happened, happened. And then there's a percentage of people that just kind of move on after that. You know, it's like, okay, well, whatever, it's over now. And uh, it's time to be an adult and like a more mature and responsible sense of the word. And so, you know, they just kind of leave that behind. But there's a type of person out there, it's like they never they never really get over like how easy it is to shall we say find something somebody new in in college. And even in even when you're in college, I mean you're gonna meet all different kinds of people, you know? Like um a a friend of mine uh started up with uh, this girl who is just really into, you know, like brutality, you know, and like towards the end wanted him to hit her with a closed fist, mm -hmm. you know, and it started off with like, you know, again, I'm not going to be too graphic here, but, you know, just kind of light type of physical contact and then maybe some slapping and stuff. And then it's like towards the end, you know, it sounds like the chick just wants you to beat her ass, you know, and this is not a territory that my friend especially wanted to was go really into. interested in yeah. yeah i mean you know like you know there's this whole you know sort of ayn rand idea of like the sanction of the victim and all of this and you know and and all of that but i mean it's like at the end of the day that's just stakes that most people are not willing to play for you know even if this is what she actively wants you know it's like i i can't do this you know and so you know it's weird but you know there are people out there who it's like on the one hand they're into that but it's like you know indulging that 
on some level or another is just not healthy to do, even if it's just physical health, you know? Well, that's that. But, that, uh, I, yeah, that it's 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 funny that you say that, because I I knew a girl that um, I had a huge crush on her and I found out the same thing. Like she dated a few people that I knew and I would be like, yo, what happened? You know, and they'd be like, um, you know, it, the, it, a couple of them were like, yeah, I think she wanted me to hit her, you know, that it, she would scratch me and, and slap me and bite and like and, and try to get me mad. And then I met a couple people who, you know, she had gotten to a point where she was just like, hit me, you know, and all the people that I knew all balked at it. They were all just like, I don't want to hit anybody. You know, I'm not in. Uh, as a matter of fact, they were, you know already starting to not get into it because they didn't like getting scratched up. And so, you know, I mean, people like her, she's got to go through a process of finding somebody who's willing to hit her. But the problem is if you're willing to hit somebody, unless you're like some kind of like, you know, elevated sex therapist, you know, knows when, when, you know, okay, this might actually be helpful or we could work her through it through this or something and then knew how to administer it and stuff, which I think that's just a theoretical thing. I don't even think that e even exists. But like if you find the person who's willing to hit, hit her, they've got something in them <laughs> that's not right, you know. Right. Otherwise, they're not going to want to, you know. So – and I don't know, you know, maybe in, in, in a lot of circumstances when people like that get together, I don't know if eventually they both stop having any interest in that because they've used each other to sort of purge uh, a, a desire that they had that's not uh, healthy. <laughs> not healthy is in like, I don't want, not in a moral judgment, uh, uh, not healthy and you could get hurt, you know. Yeah. Something something bad could happen. I'm into people choking me. Well, you could get choked to death, you know. So, you might not, you, you Which know. Which is not fiction. Now, that's happened to right, people. Right, right, right. It happens. And 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 I mean, and people who do it by themselves with the, and stuff like that. So it's a, but it, but that's what gets them in the sexual mood. So it's like kind of a dangerous, yeah. dangerous thing. So I wonder if like when they get together, if they both like if that's a way for them to both safely have somebody here's somebody who will hit me, but only under controlled circumstances. And he won't like he's not going to come home from work and just start beating me up because he's mad. It's in a, this situation. But at the same time, he's, you know, at the it's sort of like a way more extreme version of people coming home from work pissed off and then going killing a thousand zombies on a video game you know or something like that or just driving around in in um you know and and mowing people down with their car in a video game just to blow off steam so it's it's better to do that than to like kick the dog or something like that but well yeah it's just you know what i guess you know like for this aspect of all of these scandals and stuff i mean you know it's like on the one hand you know claims like this like a lot of these seem to have a lot of credibility to them mm -hmm. should be investigated at least in my opinion you know not well, necessarily well you notice when a lot of them happen there's like a wave after it of people going like oh yeah i bet you know there's been rumors of like louis ck i never heard anything about louis ck but all of a sudden like all these comics are like yeah <laughs> 
that's uh, sort of been going around for like the last, you know, the last 15 years or something like that. And it's just like, holy cow, really? <laughs> well, yeah. And like the thing is, when people start reporting stuff, again, I'm not commenting on the truthfulness of this one way or the other. I'm just saying that the stories, the like the real allegations are out there now about Brian Singer. And the thing is, I mean, there have been rumors about him for a really long time. I mean, we're talking like all the way back to his apt pupil days, you know, the some well, of the apt, weird. Apt pupil is kind of a weird, creepy, pedophilic subtext to it, too. You know, it's got a young pubescent guy like hanging around with an old guy and learning his ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and like it adds it adds an extra creepiness to Superman Returns because then you got Kevin Spacey thrown in there. Yeah. On top of it, you got you know. Yeah. And you're wondering, uh, you're wondering what was you know? I mean, was that set extra creepy and stalkery? You know, at, especially knowing that there was a child on the set and what Brian Singer has been accused of. I don't know. So, but like there was there is actually kind of a semi-famous picture uh, from the set of Superman Returns. It's uh, Kevin Spacey. Um, he's It's like he's just kind of staring off in a daze, just like kind of right past the camera. And Brian Singer looks like he's shivering and shaking to death from just like the cold. And he's clutching on to, to Kevin Spacey. And I actually thought very seriously about, you know, memeing that and, um, you know, putting text on there like, sometimes we all meet a friend... Yeah, but it's like because I I do kind of like to provoke now and then, but it's like, you know, considering what Brian Singer's been accused of, this really isn't any laughing matter, and what Kevin Spacey's been accused of, definitely not. And and well, yeah, and you notice, well, well, Brian Singer's been accused of that for a long time, and when when you look at movies that he does, there's a lot of people who are just like like yeah, I'm gonna skip that because I don't watch Brian Singer movies. But it's sort of in the fan community. But that's yeah, all that 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 stuff is gonna start. Yeah, we're, we're probably gonna Brian Singer the and the guy. He's working on Jeepers Creepers three right now. That guy's got lots of sketchy, Who's pedophile that? child. He's even like younger children, sort of so really creepy. I think he's actually been convicted of stuff before. And like I think I think they had to have people on the set around him, certain like child service people around when he did the second Jeepers Creepers movie because it involved a busload of kids. <laughs> there was literally a school bus full of kids being terrorized by the monster in it. So, oh yeah, you know, this is a Victor Salva. Yeah, okay. And uh, and and for. Years. Oh my God, dude! He had like kitty porn on it. Yeah, he was. He 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 like he got he 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 got caught and he's already like, he he's I, I he might have been wearing a band when he was directing a movie at one point. It's America. I, I but that's the thing. He's he's making Jeepers Creepers three right now. Even even how with is that, this guy it, not in fucking prison? I think maybe he was for a little while. <laughs> Oh my God. I think he's done his time, you know, that oh, sort of thing. Oh, is that what thing. it is? Okay. Well, but at the same time, he's pro he's got to be on the, the watch list. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, well, yeah, I mean, if yeah, ever there that's... was a guy that you just, you don't want to, 
He, oh my god, like, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page right now, and he just has that child molester smile. Like, do he's, you ever look he's... at that page, um, the best page in the universe? No. Well, it's it's by this guy, um, uh, Maddox, and he, he posted, uh, like, I think he called it An Idiot's Guide to Child Molesters uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, <laughs> he basically came up with a theorem. He He had a couple of ringers, like, pictures of, like, tax dodgers up there mixed up with like actual child molesters and the idea was you don't want to be able to identify 100 percent of the child molesters on this list that's bad if you're able to do that you also don't want to be unable to identify any of them you know zero percent because that's bad the sweet spot is about 70 to 80 percent because if if you're not able to recognize them at all you're an idiot, and you and you just should not have any kind of a social life whatsoever. If you're able to recognize 100% of them, odds are you're one of them. You know, so, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so 70 to 80%. That's really the you know that's where you want to be. And he has and all of these different pictures. It's like the uh, child molesters. They typically have this weird, creepy kind of leer that they're making in their mugshot. And this guy, Victor Salva, he has that that leer going in his mug shot, and it's like total child molester. It's like it's setting off the alarms, you know? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I yeah. don't know. I mean, it's but it, it does kind of raise the question, you know? I mean, like people are fi- people are going to be taking Corey Feldman seriously after the last twenty years of him. He's been cryptically talking about it, and like. For years, yeah, that's been going years, on for a long time. Years, and, and it always kind of like... pissed me off because it's like, you know, dude, I realize that we all have to work for a living, but there are certain, like, some ideals are worth dying for. You know, some ideals are worth sacrificing for, and the safety of yeah, children... but I mean, he could he he could like to get in the real conspiracy theory land. You know, the way he describes it, and the way you know. I've always been kind of a Corey Feldman hater. I I sort of hated both Corys, mm-hmm. except when they were little little kids. When they were little little kids, they were both appealing actors, and Feldman went downhill faster than Haim. But both of them, as they got to be like older, just got kind of creepy, and like obviously had drug problems and were just sort of obnoxious on the screen and I and and in person and. I just couldn't stand them and just thought they were obnoxious, you know, kids who got rich and got started doing coke and just never had anybody say no and just are acting like sort of obnoxious puds. And but, you know, now that now that I think about it, they're, they, they, you know, they just got destroyed at a young age. You know, if mm-hmm. what if what like Feldman says is true. They're they're just like traumatized. Of, no wonder they're they're a mess, you know, and no wonder they're they're terrible, you know, kind of pathetic. Well, Haim's dead, yeah. and and um, Feldman you know, isn't I, exactly I, a uh, the, the kind you bring home to meet the parents, is he? And Fel, Feldman's kind of a jerk, and I don't know if Feldman would be like you know I would you know, I mean I totally would bet that he. And I and I could totally see that uh, not just, you know, what what's mostly discussed since it's not been and nothing like this has been uncovered yet in the media, but threats, you know, somebody saying, look, if if, you know, you tell anybody about this, 
you know, you could disappear and die. We know people that could put you in the ground. And the, and somebody rich enough saying that it, it has some weight to it, you know. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm sh- a bet, I, I know because he says he's like, I don't name names and stuff in the stuff that I've seen in the past because he's like, I don't want to turn up dead. And he's the kind of guy like if it said Corey Feldman dead of overdose, you know, or dies of heart attack. Nobody's going to think that's they're going to go like, oh, yeah, I was wondering when that was going to happen, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that I mean, I think as the snowball rolls, it it it's going to be less likely that people would get killed or have their careers ruined anymore because there, there'll be so much public scrutiny and stuff. But I don't know if we'll get through this without a couple people dying under sketchy circumstances to maybe send a message or so. I mean, the amount, the sheer amount, because everybody's like, holy shit, this is going nuts. But when you look at the people in Hollywood, they're just like, oh, <laughs> this is just the tippy tip, tip top of the iceberg, you know? Yeah. And, that and does seem the, to the rest of that iceberg has got to be shitting its iceberg is shitting ice cubes right now because and so I wouldn't be surprised if there were some desperate moves to try to like keep people from you know losing every everything that they've had well you know? the, um, one of the things that I've noticed uh, like a question I always like look the, the reality let's just call it what it is the reality of the casting couch, you know, it was one of those things that always sort of filled me with curiosity that, you know, we all know this is going on. So why isn't there one person out there who says, you know, well, this is kind of bullshit because, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, and like fucking like name names and, you know, and there always whatever is. Ha- well, I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere. Hold on. Whatever happens, happens, you know, but at least I did the right thing, you know? And one of the things that I eventually came to realize is, again, I'm not excusing bad behavior here or anything, but one of the things that hit me was that, you know, let's say that you're, you know, some, you know, pretty little starlet on some hit TV show, right? And you've been fucked with, or you know people who have been fucked with, or, 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 or you know, whatever's happened, you know, I don't even want to fucking describe it, but you know, whatever, whatever has happened. Odds you, of that are about hundred percent. <laughs> yeah. I, if it's not a hundred percent, it's gotta be damned close, you know? Mm-hmm. And let's say that you do go out there. Let's say that you do name names and hell, let's even say that what's happening right now happens and it, all of this stuff sticks. Well, yeah, you know, you might send the guilty party, if not to to jail, you know, at least into obscurity, you might take their career out, but there's always collateral damage because this is Hollywood and everybody has to suffer. And what ends up happening is some guy, a friend of yours that you see every day at work who uh, rigs up the lights or manages the sound um, on, on the set or, you know, basically the guys that are just middle class, working class in Hollywood and this is their job, but it's not like they're million dollar employees or anything. Now they're unemployed, and it's because of you. And so right. it's like there's this weird sort of conflict, you know, betwixt and between what you know to be the right thing versus, you know, hurting people that are friends of yours who 
don't have your salary to fall back on, you know? And so it's, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, to begin with, I was originally very harsh and very critical and less so now. I mean, I still wish people would just grow a pair of balls and name names, but at least now I can kind of understand why there might be not even necessarily self-preservation, but more like an altruistic sense of, I don't want to hurt people that I know are going to be caught in the crossfire. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, and there's, there's people... Is that realistic, do you think? Yeah. Oh, sure. And I'm sure there there might be people holding back because they don't want to... They, they might, the, the, this person might have done this. They might know and like his family and not want to destroy his family, you know, and be just like, well, somebody else will get him, you know, and stuff like that. But it, all that, all that's just going to be the circus. I mean, the, the, the eventual fallout is it's going to be different. It's going to have to be different in Hollywood because people are actually going to be looking, you know, Can looking, looking to get you for, 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 so it probably will, of course, since this is America, it will go a little too far, or a little too far. It'll go, it'll swing way off in the other direction where, you know, there's, 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 there's always a third person in the cat, you know, you're never going to be alone with a casting couch and an actress ever again. And, and that might not, you know, that's Can not Hollywood necessarily change? a bad thing, but it's going to be, you know, it'll be, you'll hear people chafing against it after a while because it, it'll, it'll be a, it'll be sort of the Hollywood equivalent of having the TSA in air, airports, you know, there'll be the, the, we'll have the, the equivalent of ch- ch- taking everybody's shoes off and, and stuff like that. But, that's sort of how it how it works. Well, I, I'm I'm Chris, waiting Chris, for the. Can Hollywood actually change? It'll have to, but because it will be financially, <laughs> it's it's it will when when the tide turns the tide turns, and it's like and the tide turns the opposite way. So if you want a career in Hollywood, you can't pull that that stuff anymore, or it will be at least infinitely more difficult to pull that anymore that now at the same time you'll still have maybe you know aspiring actors and actresses who might be like like hey you know (laughs) i'm willing (laughs) you know i'm willing to 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 earn this part you know or 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 whatever but at the same time that there might even be a producer or a director who might be willing to take him up on it, but they're going to think to themselves, am I getting trapped? You know? So it's just, it, when, when the tide turns, the tide turns and there's the genies out of the bottle and there's not much you can do about it. And the, and I mean, Hollywood will just be when, when, when not just Hollywood's going to turn, it's, I mean, it's everywhere, you know, there's, I mean, I'm sure it's less so in, say, McDonald's, but it's there in McDonald's in a, in a different way. I mean, and, and just for an example, I worked in a job once and there was a guy who worked there and he liked to do a lot of he was he was, for lack of a better word, one of those edgelord type of people. You know, I'm I'm just going to say anything to offend anybody at any time. And for the most part, he was he was 
funny, you know, when people are joking and it's a kitchen and a restaurant and food service, almost everybody has a pretty thick skin and a pretty rude sense of humor and, and it'll go from there. But like he would, he would cross the line into like the luck, liking to joke about rape. Yeah. I remember you and, mentioning that guy. Yeah. And like, he, and, like uh, some people found it funny, but like the, the great majority of people like, dude, there's nothing. There, funny. Were, there were a lot of women that you could tell that it instantly was like not a good thing that, that you know, something had happened with them in the past. And and a couple of them actually were like, hey, could you not do that? Which would have him on the spot start doing it in their face. Well, the thing is, I know for a fact I was one of the people who did not like that at all. And I know for a fact there were a lot of other people there who didn't like it at all. Yeah. But if you said, well, if who you can said, blame them? Yeah. If you said too much, I mean, most of us would be like, yeah, that guy's a dick for doing that. But if it got to the point of where it's like, hey, you know, maybe we should talk to the boss about this yeah. because he's going to end up with a lawsuit on his hands someday because of this guy when he says the wrong thing to the wrong girl. Yeah. or whatever if you start doing that people are like oh come on man everybody knows that that's just his sense of humor or whatever and that was the general i mean i i ended up approaching the boss about it but it ended up being in a huge you know i'm leaving <laughs> i was i was i was i'm i was i had you know it was a last straw situation and i'm like i'm not working with this guy anymore this is a deal and, and the stuff at that. But I had, a you know, I while I was I, I knew that if I did that while I held the job, that, that everybody would be just like, oh, geez, now we can't joke around Chris, you know, mm -hmm. which is absolutely not true. But let's, let's know, stick with humor and not fucking rape, right. You know, and, and that's that's the general atmosphere. That was just the general American atmosphere on that. And now that atmosphere has changed. And as it spreads across, as it starts turning out like that, that happens anywhere where anybody has power or leverage, then, you know, that that atmosphere is going to change. And so, you know, I, I know now nowadays, if I was in that same workplace, I it, it could it would have been nipped in the bud a lot quicker. And even and, and now, Pat, after the last few weeks, it's going to be even quicker to do that. But uh, it's just it amazes me how quickly that that tide changes now, you know, and 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 here's here's another reason that I know that the tide has changed is, I mean, there's people who are like, whatever, but there's not the huge hue and cry that I would imagine of this being political correctness out of control. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's because it's hitting people on all the political spectrum. You know, everybody, everybody's sort of gotten a guy that they were like, oh, I kind of like that guy, you know. Oh, geez. Or, you know, and it's going to be guys and girls that get it, uh, you know, now with um, Mariah Carey. But, you know, every, anybody, you can't just like put it on anybody. We can sort of put it on Hollywood for now. But that's just because they're the they're they're in the spotlight at first. But it's gonna go, it's gonna go into the corporate world. It's gonna go everywhere. Well, everywhere. the uh, 
you know, like I guess any work environment, it needs to it needs to operate in a certain way. And I remember like the first job I ever had, I was a um, a sacker at a uh, at a uh, supermarket, right? And you know how it is. I mean, it's like you, it's your first job. You know, you're all young, fresh faced, and all that. And you, and let's face it, this is kind of a. I mean, as teenager jobs go, this is kind of a shitty job. But you know, whatever. I mean, you know, some of the girls are are, are kind of fun to look at. You know, they're about the same age as you, give or take. And you know, all in all, it's not horrible. You know. And then, you know, I'd been there for like maybe six months or something like that. And they hired some new asshole. And he's one of those guys that, he's one of those guys that never got his ass kicked, you know? And I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the idea that most guys, they need to have their asses kicked at least two or three times in life, like physically dominated by another man. Just so they know that it's possible to do, yes. And so they need to just kind of watch themselves, you know. Like when you're when you're talking to to people, there's a certain zone you don't go into, you know. There's a certain area you just you you you, you just try to stay away right. from if you can, you know. And it's like he never learned that lesson, and so what, he was one of those guys that like he would do that bit where like he crowds you and. Um, you know, like you're having a conversation, you know, this isn't a confrontation, you know, it, it, you know, you're not having a dick measuring contest, but it's like, he feels the need well, to, to him. Like, you are, <laughs> yeah, I guess. And he feels the need to like, he needs to like intimidate you or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and so he would pull shit like that with me. And a couple of times he actually did like actually hit me. And so, I mean, I just went you know, to the boss. And I said, look, this is fucking insane. Okay. I mean, you know, nobody comes to work so that they can deal with this. I mean, you know, I, mm-hmm. uh, you guys, you, you need to make a choice. At a here. supermarket. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like one time it even happened in front of like, uh, some customers and stuff. And it's like, you know, I mean, it's kind of put me in a position where I can't win because number one, if I just roll over and take it, then he gets away with something that he shouldn't be allowed to get away with. If I yeah, knock him in the if, middle, and of... your life is miserable at work. Yeah, but if you, it... if you if you if you crack him across the jaw, you're fired. At worst, you're going to jail. Yeah, and it's like you know, it, heads I lose, tails I lose. If I knock him in the middle next fucking Tuesday, which by the way, Miss Manager, I'm capable of doing. Okay, he ain't as tough as he thinks he is. All right, I mean, I I've got two older brothers that I have to fight every day. You think I'm gonna sweat that fucking zero? Come on, and and it's like nothing happened, you know? And it's like, they've got security cameras all around this place. It's not like this isn't on video somewhere, but I don't know what it is that, um, it's like people, I, I kind of resent the HRification of the world, but it's like, on the one hand, but on the other hand, if this is the kind of shit that that's allowed to go on, where like, in my case, you know, some, some jack off is, uh, uh, oh yeah, there's a reason we've gotten to this this point of 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 HR hell and it's not all just to say oh these corporations are so wimpy and the lawyers and and all this. There no, there's a you know, I mean all that is all that is actually true too. <laughs> but, you know, all that all that started somewhere and it started with real, you know, real stuff 
and it's yeah and it's just like what do you do do you add, you add you know you just end up adding more to the maze of of rules and protocols for that stuff yeah. i only hope that like as society goes on it be, just becomes you know once it becomes established that that's how you act at work that that aspect of it can sort of like back off a little because most people are going to more people are just going to be intuitively because i i gotta tell you i i was i have some i have some great friends on facebook who are able to have arguments slash conversations on facebook about topics like this and not have it just turn into everybody trolling each other and yelling at each other, but it gets, it'll still get heated. And they were talking about like, Oh, so, you know, Kevin Spacey is confronted by, you know, is uh, a man makes charges against Kevin Spacey. His career is over, but a woman does this and this career isn't over fast enough. And that's actually not the point of the, the topic of the thread was not the point of where I was going. But in the course of that thread, and and the, and the woman who started the thread is older than me, so she's probably like 53, 54 years old, and her friends are all in that same age group. And I started reading more and more things written by guys that were, you know, my age or older, that were stuff like I figured out, and I'll bet you, you figured out, like, you know, in the awkward teen years, like there was this one guy who was like, yeah, about two or three years ago, I finally figured out, you know, that I, sh I had been asking out every woman that was ever nice to me. Any woman that was ever nice to me, I thought she liked me and I would ask her out. And when I figured out that every woman that, that was nice to me you know, wasn't trying to date me or have sex with me, then my life became a lot less awkward and, and stuff. And then I'm like, looking at, and I'm like, look at his profile picture and go to his profile. I'm like, this guy's 53 years old. Oh, geez. This yeah. guy got to, this guy was figuring this out at about my age. Jeez. You know, well, talk about the and, reaction. <laughs> well, I don't think it's that, I don't think it's as uncommon as we'd like to believe. I don't know if it's common per se, but it's not as uncommon as you would believe that, that there are guys who just have zero understanding slash empathy of women as people or whatever, you know, they're in a weird, that weird, you know, like 13 year old virgin frame of mind. And it, it was like, I, I was reading another thread with, that had all these examples of men, like women with their, like, Oh, uh, like a woman who was like, listen, I got to go to the bathroom and, and change my tampon. You know, she had to go to the bathroom and he wouldn't let her go to the bathroom until it finally came to the point where she said, look, got to change my tampon or I got to put a tampon in right away. I'm wearing white pants and he's like, Ooh. you can't go. And, and then, you know, it turned into a big hassle at, at first. And then she finally ended up like in mediation with the boss and they found out the boss just didn't understand what was going on. He was like, I just thought women, the, the, the period thing was something that women use to be able to take more breaks 
he did not know that she could bleed all over her white pants. He was, you know, and he was, she was like, he was a 60 year old man with, wow. a, with four children, you know, and had gotten to that far in his life, you know, either because that was something that was taboo to him or he just didn't never put any thought into had made it to 60 years old. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. Well, fuck. Okay. I don't even know where to start with it. Jeez. So, okay. I mean, there's a lot of sexual, uh, what I'm saying is there's a lot of like sexual harassment and weirdness that the guys don't even know that they're, you know, Harvey Weinstein knew what he was doing. He knew what position he was in, but there's a lot of guys, you know, there's a lot of guys working at the Exxon station or at the restaurant or at the, at the, at the, you know, any, any, any kind of just general labor place that have no idea that they're doing anything. You know, I have, I had no, they're like Travis Bickle and taxi driver. When he takes, uh, the, the girl out on the date, he takes her to the porno theater. He's like, that's what I thought. <laughs> take a, take a woman to go see a porno movie. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, well, I mean, you know, there's, I, I don't, you know, see, the thing is, I honestly don't remember anyone ever like sitting me down and explaining the facts of life. You know, I, it's just like, this is something I, I, I think I just kind of glommed onto somewhere along the way, but my parents know, got they, me some books, but I never got like, they, they got me some books and d did the, like, if you have any questions. And by that time I was a reader <laughs> and well, no, I was I don't, also, I don't, I don't mean it like that. I meant more from the angle that. You, like the the social aspect of oh you know um I got like, more of that from my grandfather than anything else yeah my, well, my like, dad my dad's advice about women was kind of sketchy <laughs> my grandfather was like I remember my grandfather and I saw a scene exactly like it in in the second season of Stranger Things actually it was really funny it re totally reminded me it it was word for word for my my grandfather's like. Grandmother and I have been married for, you know, 50 years and we've never had a fight. And I was like, you've never had a fight. And he's like, you know why that is? Your grandmother's always right. <laughs> we disagree for a little while, but it, but at the end of the day, it turns out she's right 100% of the time. But he was also like, you know, would, would be like, you know, I mean, it, this was the the seventies and eighties when I was early eighties when I was a little kid, and I, you know I mean there there weren't buzzwords like consent and stuff like that. But he you know he would was taught me the basics of that. My grandfather thought he was, and <laughs> well, this is going to get terrible. My grandfather thought he was Bill Cosby. <laughs> But Bill Cosby, as he was perceived at the time, ah. my grand my grandfather was like, I like to take when my grandfather moved out of his house into like community like uh, housing projects. Basically, they moved into an apartment and housing projects because they they're like we don't want to maintain a house. He had every little kid in that whole housing project. Like you know, when he walked out the door, they were all like running around in circles around him and. Sit down, sit down. I mean, I'll show you how to get a squirrel to come over to you and eat a nut. You know, I got a pocket full of that's that sort of guy. Uh, let me tell you a little parable, you know, a little little story about the, you know. So I got all that as a as as a kid from from my grandfather, and you know, he was always, you know, you always have to be nice to women and blah blah blah, and uh, you know, I mean, and life has told me that like. 
well, you don't have to be nice to women hundred <laughs> percent of the time. But when you're dating somebody or something, but like, you know, I don't do the like I'm gonna just defer, you know, in 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 a dispute in normal life. I'm like, well, I'm not just gonna I'm I defer to you because you're a woman, because personally I think that's just as as bad, but it, you know, that he just taught me the basics of empathy, I think. You know, and that that you 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 have to realize that that women uh, there's a lot of guys these days, and I call and they cut that you know everybody calls them they call themselves the the, the nice guys. You know, they'll spend their time oh, on geez, Facebook just like guys, yeah. I'm such a nice guy. You know, and they'll put up the memes of like I'll put you on a pedestal. You know, this guy treats you like this, but I would treat you like this and. And that, and they get mad at any woman that won't, that doesn't want to date them, because they think they've checked off all the things that uh, are a woman's supposed to like. And what, 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 what am I doing wrong? I'm doing all the things that, that, that are, you know, that I think are supposed to be. And now she, she's dating that asshole over there, you know, and she always goes for it and, and all that. There's a lot of that going on, and they don't realize that, like. You can't just like it's not a a machine you can put coins in and be like I put enough coins in. <laughs> what the hell? You know they they they're either going to like you or, or not and if they don't you 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 move on and and actually most are not going to like you. That's just the the odds of whether you're male or female, you know. I mean the I mean, I, you know, and, and as you get older too, even like beautiful, like somebody who's just beautiful doesn't really, isn't always going to be just like, oh, you know, that they're always, I'm always going to be nice to an attractive person or something because you've also learned that attractive people often have real shit personalities. So, but, uh, you know, I mean, our society just is, uh, a mess we're in this weird transitional phase of where people are are aware of that stuff and have not and are coming off not being as aware of it or valuing it i guess for several generations so it's it's just it's got to be painful and awkward yeah well the um and it's been getting, I mean, like, I mean, imagine, you know, it was way worse to be a woman in the 1800s and it was worse before, you know, than that in the 1700s and, and, and so on and so forth. There's been changes in what people can't do to each other. <laughs> you know, slavery has been abolished in the United States and stuff like that. But it's like I think we reached and it's back to the baby boomers who we were griping about before we started the show. But back to like the baby. I think the baby boomer generation was comfortable enough. And, you know, just, we've had this comfortable time in our civilization where we were like, yeah, we're pretty much on top of all that stuff. And we were grading ourselves on a curve you know, by the past and going like, hey, we're not enslaving black people and and women aren't property anymore. And, you know, and all this and we're moving forward. And I think we just you know, there was there there was a lot of slacking off on like ha movements to move things forward because everybody's like, hey, it's <laughs> a lot of good food and movies out and video games. 
and we're, we're, we're reaching the limits of that also, you know, it's, it's not as comfortable to live in society, you know, and easy to make a living in society anymore. Well, the, you know, the thing is that there's always going to be somebody or a pair of somebody's out there who, you know, for whatever reason, they just, they don't get along. And it's, it's kind of a, a classic sort of hallmark of, um, male interaction. I don't know what happens, but sometimes this other guy just comes into the room and I don't know what it is, but you just don't like his fucking face. You know, there's just that something. happens to me with men and women. <laughs> Less often with women, but sometimes I've met women that I was that. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, and you know, I don't, I, I don't even know why. I'm not even going to say it makes sense, or for that matter, even that it's fair. But it could know, come down. It could come down to pheromones or chemicals. You know, yeah. so, so the same way that you meet like like a woman that you're instantly, you know, both people are like instantly attracted to each other on a deep level, even without knowing each other and stuff. I have a, I have a feeling a lot of that has to do like their chemical receptors just <laughs> matched up that perfectly. And they're all just like, Ooh, you know, it heightens up that stuff. I, there, there could be somebody walks in and, you know, you, you can you know, for lack of a better phrase, catch their scent and just it, it, it triggers fight or flight in your because I, I know there's people like that. It's almost even before they even open their mouth. You're just like, what? Yeah, pretty much. And like the thing is. You know, that same kind of dynamic, it, it can exist, um, you know, between, um, you know, uh, men and women where just like right from the get go, you know, it really is oil and water. Uh-huh. And especially if it's one sided, you know, like somebody comes in the room, you just can't fucking stand to, to even look at them, you know, but for some reason, take a fancy to you. And like, I've been in that situation before and it's, and you know, it's one of those things, again, I'm not trying to, you know, take anything away from like, um, the potential truth that some of these allegations might have, because look, I wasn't there. I don't know, you know, but it, at the same time, I find it a little hard to believe that everybody's lying. What all of right. these people all just got together and they right. all decided the same day to make, cook up some retarded conspiracy. Come on, give me a And break. then, and then on top but, of it, a lot of, a lot of times it's also surrounded by other people going, Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody knew that, you know? So it, it it, it gains more credibility with that too, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I can't help but wonder, is it possible that one person just got so fed up with someone that they had a deep seated, though irrational disliking of who had a deep seated, but irrational attraction towards them. And maybe this was at least in certain circumstances, like a, just a really fucking big misunderstanding, you know? I mean, I don't know. It's just. It, oh, it's yeah. The there's good... going to be a whole spectrum of and there's going to be people who who are going to flat out try to cash in off it. You know, I mean, I, I, don't, I mean, that's the thing about people is you can't have like you, you just are. We, we're not able to have like everybody be. Everybody, you know, do it right and be ethical about it and, and like. 
I'm I'm doing this because I'm doing the right thing. There, there's going to be some people. There's always going to be people who are going to be like, "Ooh, this I could cash in on that." And there's going to be people who are doing it to cash in that have valid things. And then there's going to be other people who are going to be like, "Hey, look, if I get in on this, and this guy's probably done so many things, he's just going to be like, yeah, sorry about that.'" And and then you're going to get in on the class action lawsuit. You know, yeah. there's there's going to be elements of that too, and people making stuff up, but. You know, I mean, at the core of it, it's just like it's the kind of thing I think that there hasn't been that that huge reaction to it of like this is PC gone out of control because I think at the core of it, everybody knows that it's, you know, the casting couch is something it's a phrase everybody knows. And, it you know, it's always been sort of but at the same time the connotation of it has always been in the general public sort of comedic, you know, it's like, it's like mostly from like a playboy cartoon of somebody chasing, you know, the producer chasing around a woman around the couch while his secretary makes a wry comment to the next girl coming in or something like that. So it was always looked at as something like, ah, it was baked into it, but it's sort of a, you know, just sort of a, a good natured thing that, that, and you can like, if, if, you're not going to sleep with the guy, then uh, whatever, you just go to another producer or something. So, but you know, when the, when the tide changes, now the casting couch has, does not have that, that it's not as comedic and, and sloth offable as, as it used to be. Yeah. Well, that was pretty much the great majority of at least what I wanted to say. So, the, the, the weird stuff's just coming. I mean, when they start, I mean, Hollywood is weird. We're going to get some really dirty, dirty, dirty stories. <laughs> I mean, not that we didn't have them back in the Char- Charlie Chaplin used to generate lots of dirty stories, too, in, in Hollywood. And you had Fatty Arbuckle and all that stuff. Hmm. Uh, is there any possibility that Hollywood could go completely belly up as a result of this is there a chance it could implode in on itself oh god dream on oh that would be so fun to watch i would i I mean i would love it (laughs) i would i would dance on that but i don't think it will there's too much well there's too much demand for entertainment i mean i mean maybe maybe hollywood maybe it could um hurt you know speed um more um focus and energy towards alternative you know like youtube and and independent filmmaker type places or or you know film film um industries in other parts of the country and stuff maybe Mm -hmm. but i don't think it would just atom bomb it like everybody would like to see (laughs) i think everybody would like that i mean i mean it's not like movies will will go away they'll somebody will keep making movies there's still equipment out there and there's still people who know how to use it and know how to write stories and stuff and act and all that and they want to do it so you'll always get movies whether hollywood dies or not you might have an awkward period but that could actually be one of the that could actually be one of the most great and creative things to ever happen but i doubt it It, there's just so much 
money there. I think you, it, it, it will be another, you know, wave of people in Hollywood. It'll be a different, a younger wave of people. And, you know, you'll see the old guard go out. It'll be similar to, you know, in the old days when all the, when the studios were, were, you know, top down from a studio head type of thing. And they had their whole setup and, and all that. And then it turned into the, you know, you had the, the, basically the sort of Scorsese Coppola generation come in and, and then the Hollywood studios became more corporate styled and compartmentalized and, and stuff like that. So maybe you'll see another sea change where it gets broken up a little bit into smaller, more, more indie sort of things. I don't know. I doubt it though. I mean, there's Transformers movies still make money. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where, and I mean, there, it's it keeps consolidating more and more so i don't know there there it's it's all in turmoil you know you've got the whole weird thing where they're the theater, the theater chains are going to try different pricings and stuff like that they don't know what what to do so it's going to be interesting and exciting times in that that world too um i'm i'm hoping that um and this is just my own personal bias I'm hoping it will mean more roles for less attractive people. I'm <laughs> sick of attractive people. I'm I'm fucking sick of them. I'm sick of I I think attractive people are that they're not they're not the sole reason that that like modern music sucks, but they're a big part of why modern music sucks because if you want to be a big pop star nowadays, you're made as you're molded so you have to start from the top you have to be you know totally telegenic and 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 pretty or buff or or you know attractive in some ways so where where the hell are all the ugly ass bands gap tooth you know ugly people who couldn't get laid so they had to pick up an instrument they're gone they're gone they're still out there playing bars here and there but they're you know it's it's not the you know it's not the scummy you know group of rock stars that it used to be like country music's a perfect example you look at all the country music male country music stars especially they all look like chippendales and they all have fake they all sing with fake southern accents and 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 hollywood you know, you get some quirky looking actors, you know, you get your Steve Buscemi's and stuff, <laughs> Zach Galifianakis or something, some weird, but they're, you know, character actors or something like that. But when you get to like TV and stuff, the, Everything's the, the, w, the WB casting of TV shows has spread to every, everything, every, every TV show, you know, looks like it was cast to be a W with a, with a slim slim attractive you know american apparel looking sort of person going and and i'm hoping now and i'm hoping now that since it's not like people going for a pool of people to sleep with (laughs) that they'll be like okay i'll hire you because you're a good actor (laughs) (laughs) you know i don't want to 
you know what why why bother getting all these good looking people in here if i can't sleep with them we'll just we'll bring in the people who can act yeah i'm guessing roseanne Barr doesn't get sexually harassed all that often but you never right. know well, <laughs> that's basically what i had for this so uh now before we uh <laughs> now that you've said that i'm laying i'm laying 50 50 odds that we hear from roseanne Barr. <laughs> in the next week you think so i don't know i mean that kind of presupposes that she listens to the show and something tells me she's got something better to no, do no no so. i'm not saying she's gonna write to you. i say we, we we hear like there's a news story about roseanne Barr tells her story or something yeah well i mean this comes out actually in in a couple of weeks so if if in between now and then uh she you so know right she, about now yeah Right about now, the news should be on fire on on what happened and what Roseanne Barr went through in her early days. Mm. <laughs> she likes publicity, so and well, she has a show. I think her her new show is in You know, the revamp of the Roseanne show. So fifty fifty odds. <laughs> well, why don't you tell everybody before we leave? Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? You can find me at twotruefreaks.com. That's the vault repository of all of our podcasts. Um, if you really want to go hardcore and, and, and reach the golden state of Gene Hendricks, you could get to work on listening to every single one of those Two True Freaks podcasts, including this one. Um, we got a uh, when you go there. We got an Amazon link. If you shop at Amazon, we appreciate it if you use that link, and uh, we get a little kickback. Uh, we're on Facebook. If you want to go see what what shows are coming up, we got Two True Freaks on Facebook. We got the Two True Freaks Cantina, where you can talk about all our uh, sundry things, um, and a lot of the people. There's so many podcasts, I just can't name them all. But when you, a lot of the people who have, including yourself who have uh, podcasts on the Two True Freaks Network will have their own Facebook pages too and you can find your way to, to all your favorite Two True Freaks podcast Facebook pages. Wow, that was a mouthful. <laughs> and we have a Twitter page, uh, Two True Freaks at Twitter, that Gene, Gene the podcasting machine, runs. <laughs> wow. I think that about covers it all. I know I never go... I, I have a Twitter account. I just never go on it. I have... I, just don't have time for two social networks. <laughs> Plus, Twitter is AIDS anyway, so it's no good. Twitter sounds like a horrible garbage fire right now. Not that Facebook isn't a horrible garbage fire, but one garbage fire at a time. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you very much for uh, for uh, joining in with me this week. I uh, uh, really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Now, as to next week, um, what I'm going to be doing is uh, continuing my. Uh, Smallville retrospective going to be uh, resuming that so you know onset of uh, the sixth season the shippiest season of Smallville so uh, you know something to look forward to then but as it is for right now I think that's pretty much it for me this week so bye everybody I will see you next week we are
Hey everybody, Magnus here. At Trennis Magnus Punches Reality, I talk about comics, movies, and TV shows. But mostly it's comics. And starting in February 2018, I'm launching a mega series that's all about Batman comics. And right now, you're probably saying, but Magnus, but Magnus, did this have anything to do with that new Batman movie that's coming out soon? But yes. Yes, it does. I plan to talk about a crapload of Batman comics, and I want you riding along in the Batmobile with me. This is The Caped Crusades, an 18-part mega-series all about Batman comics that have meant a lot to me for a lot of years now. And as I work through all of that, I'll also talk about what I personally consider to be Batman's series finale. All that and more is part of the Caped Crusades, an 18-part Trennis Magnus Punches Reality mega-series. Be there starting in February. Trennis Magnus Punches Reality can be found at 2TrueFreaks.com as well as iTunes. that's just about the end of that. Trennis Magnus Punches Reality is a proud member of the Two True Freaks podcast network. You can find the home for Trennis Magnus Punches Reality on Facebook just by searching for Trentus Magnus Punches Reality. There you can interact with your fellow listeners and also see notifications of new episodes when I put them up. You can friend me on Facebook just by searching for Trentus Magnus which is spelled T-R-E-N-T-U-S-M-A-G-N-U-S. You can email me and my parole officer at trennismagnus at gmail.com. Do you have a suggestion for a topic? Feel free to email me, and I might consider thinking about the possibility of potentially discussing whatever you have in mind someday. And that's a promise. Do you have a podcast of your own? If so, why not record a promo for me to play on my show? It's quick, easy, and can help you spread the word about your show. I'm always looking for more promos to play. Keep it fairly short, and yours could be next. My promos can be found at this show's homepage for those interested. Just look for the promos section. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at TwoTrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. 
We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. The contents of this podcast are fictitious, hypothetical, and probably completely unnecessary. Any similarity to living persons or real-life events is purely coincidental and void where prohibited by law, some assembly required, batteries not included. The white zone is for passenger loading and unloading only. All models are over the age of 18. Trennis Magnus Punches Reality is a Magnus Media Enterprises Limited production in association with Demonzacor of Milan, Italy.